Today, as we celebrate Mother's Day, we wanted to sit down and have a conversation about wild places. I wanted to know if my grandmother enjoyed being outside. The answer kind of surprised me. I found out that my grandmother loved to be near the ocean. That was where she found the most beauty. This brought back memories for me, camping for weeks at a time in my grandparents' massive RV near the ocean, driving up and down the coastal Pacific Northwest campgrounds. We brought our bicycles and tents. We roasted marshmallows until they were golden brown. But my grandfather always had it down to an art. We ate food only grandmother could cook and explored the tide pools, walked the beaches. We made friends. We explored and swam, went fishing. We were outside together. I also asked about my great-grandmother. Did she enjoy spending time outside? They called the old farm the Dust Bowl. Out of the southeastern Washington area, the family had sold the farm and moved to Seattle, never to look back. Great-grandma wore gloves, stockings, and high heels. My family had fully embraced living in the city. I'm Autumn Lear, and this is Your Wild Place. Mother's Day, we're asking our moms a few questions about how they decided to raise their kids to love wild places. And so this morning, we're having a conversation with my mom, Joanne Huff, and I've got a few questions for you, Mom. What inspired you to pass a love of wild places on to your kids? Well, Phil, I think in the beginning, it was just a natural extension of what your dad and I loved. But as you grew older, we realized what we were seeing might not be there for you when you were our age or older. And we wanted to get you out as much as we could into the areas that we knew about, some where we had been, some where we had not been. So every opportunity that we had, we'd look for places that we thought that you would enjoy, your sisters would enjoy, and try to make make it possible for a family of six to um, be able to get there, to be able to experience what the places had to offer. Uh, so, Mom, what... Yeah. What was your relationship to the natural world and wilderness before I was born? Uh, well, Henry, we've talked about this. I was born outside of Detroit. When I walked in my backyard, I would wave to my neighbors five houses down on both sides, and we'd all be out at the same time. I played tennis against a concrete wall. I was never alone, didn't really experience solitude. So I was 19, I was a student at Michigan State, and I was studying anthropology. I was really into people, I, that was what was fascinating to me. And I thought about working at a camp in the Adirondacks. I have no memory of why I wanted to do that. And I went to a summer job fair, and there was a guy sitting there from St. Mary Lodge, from St. Mary, Montana, 
with a picture of Glacier Park behind him, St. Mary Valley. And I think it was even like superimposed mountains on top of other mountains. But that picture, that I just went right over there and I was all set. I um, actually, I wanted to work there or um, in Rocky Mountain National Park or Yellowstone. And I, that's when I talked to different people about those three options for working, you know, near a national park. And that's when someone told me, oh, go to Glacier. There's this bar there called Kipps. And there's this band that plays. They're terrible, but it's really fun. And that was your dad's band. <laughs> So I, I'm wondering, our, the question is, what is the time that you can remember spending outside with your family? I, I would say one time that really changed my life and, and, and really started me appreciating being in the high mountains was camping at Ocon the National Park at Ohanapakash on Mount Rainier. And one day we went for this hike, and we hiked up to this place called Paradise. And on the way, we just hiked through acres and acres of fields of wildflowers, and it was so incredibly beautiful, but still cold and crisp. And we had our jackets on. We hike up to the spot, and I can remember my dad hanging on to our ankles so we could look over a waterfall. <laughs> Which my and he kept saying, "Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your mom." <laughs> and uh, so we hiked up um, to this spot where the snow was, and we could get lay down on the back of our ski jackets and slide down the glaciers. And I just remember that being such a magical moment. I remember as a teenager, I think I was 14, uh, the family took a trip, the first backpacking trip that my sisters had been on, and we went to Baxter State Park in Maine, which, mm. although it's a state park, it's managed very much like wilderness, and is a very wilderness-like experience, and I remember absolutely loving it. And you might share with me some of, or share with us, some of your memories of how the rest of your kids responded to that. Yes, you're right. That was the girls' first experience at uh, a long-distance backpacking or a backpacking of sorts. I think we had taken them on trips before where we took hikes and things, but never a long, extended backpacking trip. And that was, uh, what was that, at least a week, if not more, I think, that we were in Baxter State Park. And yes, it is treated or was treated as a wilderness area. You had to apply uh, for permission uh, for the season, and season permissions were given to in-state applicants first, and after that, awarded to people from other states. We were living in Massachusetts, and we were lucky to get it when we applied for it. We all learned a lot about navigating through the swamp. There was lots of moaning and, and groaning, getting used to the beginning of the backpack from from all of us, myself included, probably because we were carrying uh, a good week's supply, all of us. That's always an experience when you put a pack on your back for the first time beginning a trip. I do recall several things that were the highlight of the trip, and one of them was the getting lost in the swamp. Another was when uh, the park ranger 
clued us into where he kept his canoe. Another was coming into a campsite where Bear had been, and the girls were excited about that. I think you were kind of nonchalant, maybe. I do recall especially the finale, which was to climb Mount Katahdin, and uh, the complaints going up, especially from the youngest, Deb, who was, what would Deb have been, about 10 at the time? Not, not quite, maybe. So your dad put her in charge of leading the group, and we didn't hear any more complaints then. She was busy, too busy to complain about uh, hiking up the mountain. I do recall the day that you wanted to take off on your own, and I was very concerned. Your dad, not so much so, because he understood, perhaps a little better than I, that you were quite capable of doing that, that you had the knowledge to go off and and take care of yourself and find your way to our destination. But I think I worried that whole day until we met up. And I think you beat us all there, too. You took a different route, but beat us all there. So tell me about a time that our family spent outside in wild places together. Well, we did our, you know, homestead outside of Orfino. So we lived in an unfinished house and had no running water and no electricity for a long time. That was pretty living outside. Uh, but slowly got that finished. And and while our house was being finished, we lived in a... A teepee. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, and, and we cooked our, outside. Mount St. Helens, we were in a teepee. When Mount St. Helens blew yeah. up, we lived in a teepee. Yeah. So we were covered in ash. Totally covered in ash. Total darkness. Early in the morning, we heard this noise and Fred thought it was cannons going off and um and so we kept looking and listening for, we heard we heard it go off and um as the day wore on it we get we could see this cloud getting closer and closer and closer of course we had no telephone or radio and uh, we had no idea what was happening and it just kept getting closer we kept thinking wow there's a big forest fire or there's something and then finally one of our neighbors came down and said to us I don't want to leave you in the dark, but Mount St. Helens blew up, and that's what that cloud is. So we got everything covered and went into the teepee and waited, and pretty soon it was so dark you could not see your hand in front of your face. And we were just thinking, you know, we're just going to be undug, you know, dug up in the 10,000 years as some artifact, you know, and... um, and the ash, when it fell, it was just, everything was gray on gray on gray. There was void of color. And wow. we just waited, and pretty soon the, you know, stopped falling, and it got lighter, and we could see out. And um, so that was very exciting. And then it started to rain. And that's <laughs> what saved us, was it rained, and so it settled all the dust. It was heavy. It was like snow, but really heavy. And so it was really hard to shovel, to move, to sweep, to hmm. do anything. Yeah, so that was my... That's apocalyptic. <laughs> apocalyptic. 
you were five days old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and dad had, we had the 72 Ford van and um, dad really wanted to go on a walk. We were living in the Bitterroot. It was up like the West Fork, um, south of Derby. And there was a uh, medicinal plants walk. And I, I just packed you up and brought you along. And there we were hiking all day with a five-day-old baby <laughs> learning about medicinal plants. I don't think people normally do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was summer. So things were kind of coming to life. And um, we decided to take a backpacking trip. You had a little snuggly thing. Now they have like baby Bjorns. Um, the one that we had was kind of was blue plaid and frilly. And I loaded my backpack on and I loaded you or dad and I took turns with you in that little frilly thing. And we took a backpacking trip for about three days in the Sapphire Mountains with cloth diapers. <laughs> and... Uh, it was, you know, there were times when we felt like we were fools and here we were, it was before cell phones and everything. And then other times, you know, you it just seemed like a perfectly natural thing to do. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, you know, here in the U.S., I I do know that we do appreciate the wilderness areas we have, but we have every opportunity to do more, whereas people in Europe don't, and yet they have some of the nicest, most protected areas. I recall your dad and I hiking back in the 80s in Austria, and how beautiful the areas are maintained and kept. And even though they're shared with farmers there, the farmers have an innate responsibility. And the same goes for in England, even though their national parks are shared with people who live on them and own the property, they, they have a big uh, concern and care for their land. And I think that we don't appreciate oftentimes the fact that we have these beautiful areas and they need to be cared for. I just remember like when the midwife telling dad and I like parenthood will change you and we were I was so adamant like no it's not going to what what are you talking about and mm -hmm. then it just does. <laughs> mm -hmm. Before I was a mother like being on top of a mountain and how enduring that physical feat myself and that awareness of where I was in relation to the natural world, like it was a conquering or a, like a quest kind of thing. But as a mother, you, my focus is the child and their experience and safety. And I think that when you develop when you fully develop that caring capacity, you know, you're kind of, um, it's a much richer experience and it's something maybe I don't, haven't really appreciated until lately being older. 
instead of looking at a child as someone that's going to slow you down, you appreciate that slowing down. My name is Sarah Smith, and I am the mother of a nine-year-old, almost 10-year-old daughter. She reminds me that she, um, she will be 10 soon, double digits, which is very exciting. Um, I'm also a early childhood special educator, so I work with a lot of um, young children in our community and, and who are developmentally delayed or who have disabilities. And yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> so actually this last few days, uh, my family's been asking me what I want to do for Mother's Day. And I've been thinking a little bit about it. And the, the first thing that comes to mind is I want to get outside with my family and I want to get outside with my daughter. And I was thinking more about like, why is that the, the first, like my first instinct is, get outside with my family. And I was, I've been reflecting on that and thinking about it a little bit more. And especially now during this time where I feel um, kind of a slave to my device <laughs> in quarantine, um, you know, the opportunity to be in wild, beautiful places with my family, we, we slow down, we're more connected emotionally, we, we find that awe again um, in the simple things in this world. And my daughter especially helps me to, to pause and to not really think about what's our destination, what goal do we have today, but just to find the enjoyment in the experience. And so I was looking back on some pictures um, of her when she was young on some beautiful hikes we've taken. And every single one is her picking up and showing off her new stick that she found, or this beautiful pebble, <laughs> or pointing to uh, you know, the first Indian paintbrush that we've seen that season. And my husband and I quickly learned on these hikes that we're not going to go very far. <laughs> um, you know, if we get a quarter mile, <laughs> um, that would be pretty good. Um, but we both really just learned and appreciate um, her in reminding us to slow down um, and just really experience the simple things and take pleasure in the simple things. Uh, the joint attention, uh, the emotional connection that occurs when we're out in wild places, um, it fills all of our cups up. Thanks for listening. Your Wild Place is a production of Friends of Scotchman Peaks Wilderness. For more information, visit our website, scotchmanpeaks.org. This episode has been sponsored by Blue Creek Press, edited by Ray Brown, and music by Ben Olson and Katie Archer. Tune in to our next episode and subscribe to Your Wild Place wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Whatever you feel your identity is, introduce yourself as that. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know what my identity is right now. <laughs> Sarah Smith, barely holding it together at home. <laughs> Quarantine teacher and mother. <laughs> Nature, wildness, wilderness. <clears throat> what was your Whatever relationship you to the natural world and wilderness? Okay. Before yeah. I was born. Yes. And um, then, and then I think, uh, like, how did you want to incorporate, how did you want to share that with your child? Well, Henry, it's going to be hard for me because I didn't plan. I'm not a planner like, <laughs> at that time. Life no, just happened to me. 